Welcome to the Faith Driven Entrepreneur Podcast. If you're an entrepreneur and you're driven by your faith or want to be driven by your faith, then you're in the right place. This is a podcast brought to you by Faith Driven Entrepreneur. You can check us out at faithdrivenentrepreneur.org. This podcast doesn't exist without you, our community. Please send us any questions, any thoughts you have about how this podcast might better serve you, and any thoughts about or questions on being a faith-driven entrepreneur. Great to be back with you guys, Rusty and Henry. Uh, Good to see you again. We're excited to dig into some questions that we have gotten from the faith-driven entrepreneur community. Uh, We've got our first international question of the year, one coming in from... Uh, Indonesia, actually, uh, which is a place you're pretty familiar with, Henry. I assume that's why we got that question. Uh, but uh, the first question... Well, Rusty is too. It may come uh, in. That's true. Know, Rusty, Rusty went over to your meeting. Smaller. I've been he there. Gave, I've been. gave a presentation in front of a couple hundred uh, faith-driven entrepreneurs. I think it's more likely to have come from Rusty's influence than there mine. There you go. But it thanks. definitely did not come from mine. I can guarantee that. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, just a, just William, a do, do you, William, do you, do you even know where Indonesia is? I think it's just south of Tennessee, right? <laughs> is that right? Spoken just, like you, get right. On, you get on Highway 72 and just keep driving, right? That's it, that's For a it. long, that's long time. Yeah, just a while. Back to the question. Really excited to, to dig in. Um, the one that comes in is, hey, you know, my company ends up going to a lot of meetings. Think about trade shows. Think about courting clients. Think about courting investors where yeah. entertainment is is part of this, right? It's, it's really a part of, uh, you know, dinners and drinks and all these situations. And I'm trying to think as someone who wants to be a winsome witness, as someone who wants to run their company as a, as a Christian and, and want people to know that about me, um, what's the right line to draw? Are there lines here? Uh, what do they look like? And, and how do you think about navigating uh, those waters when, when with regards to entertainment? You know, that's a great question. And actually, it really is. Um, it's a sensitive one for me. I was in an industry when I became a believer that I thought was at odds with my new Christian faith. And it was uh, all about entertaining a lot of time in Houston, New York and other places like that. And the expectation at the time I felt was that after a big over the top dinner uh, that you go out to an adult entertainment club. Mm. And uh, as I became a believer, and this is oftentimes, I, I think, the case for, for a lot of new adult believers, things become very, very black and white. And so I need to run away from this past uh, uh experience that I had had where that was just part of what happened in that industry. Now, clearly it didn't need to happen. And now I look back on it and I regret that I didn't see that as a great opportunity to be able to lovingly share both with my employees and then customers about uh, how I didn't think that was appropriate. And and, uh, I can understand if they wanted to go, but I don't want to be judgmental, but I was just going to excuse myself. Um, I miss that. I miss an, uh, missed an opportunity for being light in an otherwise dark world and dark industry and dark practice. But I ran the other way. I'd handle that differently now. Yeah, I find uh, – well, here, here's my principles and, and kind of where I draw the line. Um, if what our behavior does – confuses someone else Mm, about our witness or our testimony or what we say we we believe, then we're on the wrong side of the line. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there are many things that are accepted in 
the workplace um, that that transcend into doing business after hours, dinners, um, wine that comes with dinners um, that would be totally accepted and understood, but at a line can cause confusion hmm. if that yeah. line is crossed. Um, so I think we're biblically taught about how to um, around self-control and those things that uh, that we know that are right or wrong. Um, and we have to be conscious of that. And I've got plenty of examples because I, I spend so much time in the entertainment world that, um, you know, that line you have to be very careful about. So I, I once had an opportunity to at a Grammy event. I'm going to tell you both sides of the story um, really quickly, but it was a, so it's a event at the Grammys. I'm the chairman of the Grammy Foundation, and we're introducing new artists on Thursday night before the Grammys, and it's a kind of a big kind of a big deal, sure. kind of a big deal. And I get to introduce this you know kid that uh, little short redheaded guy from the UK who'd never performed before at the Grammys, and you know it was kind of a cool thing. And you know so I get to introduce Ed Sheeran for the first time. Okay, I've never been more jealous. And, and that was way, and that was way cool. So, um, so we had this big event. Afterwards, the guy comes up to me and he goes, "You're Rusty Roof," and I said, "I am." And he goes, "Are you the same Rusty Roof that writes that purposed working blog?" And I said, "I am." And he goes, "I thought I thought you must be because they're, 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 that name." He goes, "I just want to let you know, I read that blog every day." And it means so much to me. Now, I didn't know the guy, never seen him, didn't know his name, nothing. But I told him right there, I said, you know what? You just reminded me. You're, God is speaking through you to me right now. I said, because I went into this evening doing what I was going to do in this environment that I was going to do. in it. I said, imagine that you came up to me right now and I'd had one too many drinks. Mm. What would what would my testimony, what would my witness, what would my example be to you at this moment right now when you said, Hey, are you the purpose working guy? And I, you know, I'm slurring my words and da 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 and losing, you know, and, and I'm not and I'm not in control of myself. I said, I would have ruined my witness to you. And and I and I would have I, I would have failed and fallen from what God has given me and entrusted me to do. A really good point, and I think furthermore, right? If you'd have been that way too, he might have. T- oh well, this really, you know, guy that professes Christ. I mean, is doing this. I guess I can model that behavior too. Exactly, exactly. Now the flip side of the story was a couple of years later. So I got this time to spend with uh, Lecrae, you know, the, the Christian rapper, right? You know, the, who. Sorry, now I'm, the, now I'm more jealous. Sorry, I didn't yeah, think so it could happen. <laughs> but 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 the more this, I just read his biography. Yeah. It's amazing. Okay, Sorry, so, now I'm jealous. so he. You know, so we get to hang out uh, beforehand at a, uh, a music education thing. So I see him in the morning. We, we talk and, you know, I, 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 I tell him, you know, I'm a Christian, you know, and, and we had this great discussion about how he in his genre um, tries to be a light to others, but at the same time accepted within the broader hip hop community. And not, you know, ostracized over the side going, oh, well, he's just a you know, he's just a Christian rapper. Yeah. And, and I think Lecrae does an amazing job of that. Right. He is he you can you can hear his influence. You can see others talk about him. He is in the zeitgeist of him, yeah. but he's different. 
but he's different. All right. So we have this great conversation in the morning. So we go to the Grammys. Great night. We have a lot of fun. Um, hit a couple of parties after the Grammys. And at one of the parties, they were offering up the Maker's Mark, you know, the, the, the little Maker's Marks, the, not the not the not the big tall ones, but, you know, the, the hand size ones, ones that were, I don't know what the size they are, but, you know, and, you know, I, I was born in Kentucky. I I, I enjoy bourbon. Um, so I get my bottle of it. We go back to the hotel. I got out of that car. I had in my hand this unopened pint, you know, half pint of Maker's Mark. And it's very distinctive, right? It's got the yeah. it's got the wax top mm-hmm. on top of it. And there's Lecrae. He looked at me, he goes, Hey, brother. And then he saw in my hand that Maker's Mark bottle. And I could see it in his face. I could see it in his face. Mm. It was like, dude, you said one thing this morning, and you're not the guy that you were this morning. And I didn't have the moment to say, no, 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 no. This was just, it, I'm just bringing home what I was given. It, you know what it looked like? It looked like I'd been out partying with his, you know, fifth of a, of a you know, half fifth of a, of a maker's mark. And, uh, you know, and I, and I regret that moment. I totally regret that moment mm. because that caused confusion. Now, does Lecrae, is he ever, ever going to remember me? No, no, no. Don't but, sell yourself short, Rusty. But, but, it caused, but I think it caused confusion. And so, I, you know, when we entertain others, we have to think I hope Lecrae's like, listening to this right now. What do you think the chances yeah. are of Lecrae listening to this? Uh, I don't know. I think I we can know. find him. <laughs> but but I felt you know I felt bad about that ever since and um, but I think that you know we have to we have to think about those examples that we set and um, and you know whether whether people ever remember or not um, but that's both both sides of the coin for you yeah that's, I think that's that's very helpful and then William the other thing you brought up I think is is really really good too and it makes me think and. People are going to come to learn pretty quickly in this podcast that we're not biblical scholars, and yet uh, God's Word tries, it inspires us, encourages us every day. Amen. Uh, so I may be misusing some of the application of Romans 14, but the passage in 13 and 23, of course, talks about not causing others to stumble. And so uh, I know I'm persuaded by Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself, including Kentucky bourbon. Those are my words. Don't add anything to Scripture, so (laughs) be clear. Those are my words. But it is unclean for anyone who thinks it's unclean. For if your brother is grieved by what you eat, you're no longer walking in love by what you Mm -hmm. eat. Do not destroy the one for whom Christ died. So, uh, And then it goes on and talks about the same thing with wine. And uh, I think there's some really good wisdom in that. And uh, William, you did a great job of actually – uh, uh, encouraging me to think about this passage. When we had a group of entrepreneurs that got together a couple months ago, and the uh, group of entrepreneurs that we have that get together here locally is called the Inklings. And the Inklings are a group of entrepreneurially minded Christ followers who get together regularly to encourage each other in the pursuit of faith, family, and vocation. And we do that under an inspiration from the original Inklings. We don't do it nearly as well as they did. Um, but we do it under their inspiration and encouragement from C.S. Lewis and Jared Tolkien and others, including Dorothy Sayers, who got together to uh, challenge each other and critique each other, encourage each other in their work. And, of course, out of that comes some of the greatest work of the 20th century. But in, in doing that, I talked about the fact that they got together at a pub called the Eagle and Child and that uh, – 
they got together every Tuesday morning. I made the comment at the time that if you two drank pints at Tuesday morning as they got together on Tuesday morning, you too might think about goblins and orcs and trolls. And it was meant to be a comic aside, but you were very, very good in actually telling me afterwards, you know, there's a good amount of people here that might misinterpret that. And uh, I'll call you use among younger and older uh, entrepreneurs uh, that are Christian is a challenge. And they're just looking for things that would say, it's okay for you to do that. You need to be mindful of that. And so you're very right in challenging me on that. And first of all, misportraying the way that the Inklings uh, got together and, um, and had fellowship. And then the other one is how that might be interpreted. Yeah, thanks. And, and thanks for sharing both your stories. I mean, to, to wrap up, I think the two things I hear most are, you know, we have to be really cautious on this line between relatability and holiness. You know, we all want to be liked. We all want to be relatable. Uh, we all want to uh, take people out, have people like us. And, and there's a really great uh, part of that, right? We're supposed to have a winsome witness, but there is a line where we've crossed over and we've forgotten the holiness aspect of what we're called to do. And probably no more place than here when we're talking about entertaining, couple of drinks. Uh, you know, there's not a black and white, you know, hey, one beer is is all you can have, or one glass of bourbon is all you can have. Uh, but we kind of, hopefully the spirit will lead us uh, in that. And the other big thing I hear is, is don't make another brother stumble. And that's, mm-hmm. that's really huge, right? And I think we probably do know that, but I, I think it's a great example there, Rusty. Thank you for sharing your story. It's still not clear cut. I mean, you regret that moment, but I think a lot of us listening might say, well, you still didn't do anything wrong. It's like, well, but the Holy Spirit told you to live differently in that situation. And that's mm-hmm. what you have to listen to. And for you, you felt like you could have made someone stumble. So you're going to go different next time. And just being able to listen to the spirit and, and move in those moments. And, um, and you had to share a little bit of my story. I mean, real quick, you know, covering alcoholic family of alcoholics, uh, hopefully I call myself recovered. So, uh, the spirit has given me a little more tenderness around this topic, uh, to where I see these things. And I say, cause I've been that person who stumbled so many times, who fell so many times, who made every excuse you could possibly come up with. Uh, you know, well, if I drink, you know, five beers with this person, I can share more with them about Jesus. Right. Um, mm. or if I get more customers because I spend more time with these people, that's better for the kingdom because I can give more money away. Right. If I get more customers, I can get more money away. So I had an extra couple of beers. That's okay. Look at what I'm doing in Africa. I'm building villages there because of the customers I got. Mm. Yeah. So it's it's, uh, it, it's it, thank you for sharing that, uh, William, because I didn't actually know that about you. Mm. Um, and uh, that, that mean that means a lot. Um, you know, I we we are called to do what we're doing. And inside of that calling is obviously, you know, we're the, the, the harvest is plenty and the workers are few. And so these moments that we have to make these decisions about our actions and our behaviors um, around the example, you know, is it is a larger calling. Mm-hmm. And I, I would just I would just, you know, um, pray that what we're talking about today impresses upon each person to find that own calling inside of themselves to say, where is that line? You know, where, where am I causing others to stumble or causing confusion? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, Lord, keep me on the other side of that line. And, uh, you know, that's, that's the hard, that's the hard thing. I, I do think if you're the leader and CEO and a founder, you, 
you have to also remember that your shadow is is pretty um, significant. Great so point. people walk in the people walk in the shadow of leaders. You know, they will speak like the leader speaks. They will wear the clothes like the leader wears. I, I kid you not. I mean, in corporations, <laughs> I can give you examples of where, like, nobody wears blue jeans because the CEO never wears blue jeans. Doesn't have to say that, you know, nobody can. He just doesn't. So nobody does. You know, it's craziness. But our, our And this our is shadow, a blue jean wearing company, right? That's this right. That's right. Space. Exactly. So our shadow is very significant and it's long. And there are people who are aspiring and they're looking up and they're saying, hey, someday I want to be her and and how she acts. And that's how I'm going to model myself. And we just have to be cognizant of that and ask God to 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 help us um, as we walk through, you know, on that path, Um, because uh, that shadow is the one that's actually how you know people will remember us. Thank you so much for joining us on the Faith Driven Entrepreneur podcast. Please go to faithdrivenentrepreneur.org and let us know if you have any questions that you would like us to tackle. Also, if you have any videos, articles, sermons, or podcasts that have been helpful to you on your journey, we'd love to see them. Please send our way. Lastly, if this podcast has been an encouragement to you in any way, we'd really appreciate you sharing it with others. Thank you so much for being part of the Faith Driven Entrepreneur community. We look forward to hearing from you soon. This podcast would not be possible without help from many of our friends. Our music is by Carl Cadwell. You can see more of his work at summerdregs.com. Our editing is by Richard Barley of Cornerstone Church in San Francisco. Thanks so much.